The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back. It is another edition of No Bets Bar. This time, UFC Vegas 72. We're back at the Apex Woo. again. Ricky Simone, Song Yudong. Good main event. We'll find some fights to bet on beyond that. Jed, how are we feeling, man? How could you not be feeling great when you when you just pull up the old Wikipedia, the old tapology, and, and you take a gander and you say this... This is an Apex card, my friend. Of all the Apex cards out there, this sure is one of them. This is what the venue was created for. Really is. I will say, uh, we just just got word in the last like hour or two uh, that we've had another fight fall off the card. Uh, Natan Levy and Pete Rodriguez is being pushed back. So yep. as it stands right now, I mean, Eight. still several days away. It's only 11 fights, so... A fight that I was actually looking forward to in Pete Rodriguez and Natan Levy. Yeah, I just, this card is whatever. I'm happy to lose them because if we can, I mean, you usually lose at least one more on fight week. So we might be down to a tidy 10, just a very quick event to get in, get out. Yeah. And, yeah. and go about our, day, our weekends for BKFC. BKFC head into a pay-per-view week, a Canelo Alvarez fight week, one championship First show in the States. DJ is back. Keep that in mind. Just keep all those things in mind that I just said before you place any wagers this week. You don't gotta, you don't gotta get it all this week. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint, which is a perfect segue to how last week went. Uh <laughs> not just se- betting. What a professional. I mean, I they they pay me the big bucks for a reason. How was the marathon, my friend? I saw we finished. So we did and we didn't. The marathon did not happen. We had to make a oh, game what? day audible into half. Uh, what? By you or by the planners? By me. There were, okay. we suffered some setbacks uh, in the week leading up to it. Um, and there were parts when I didn't think I was going to finish the half. Uh, an unfortunate foot injury really, uh. really made it uh, very difficult. And so, the day before, I was like, I don't think I physically can make 26 happen. I'm not even sure I can do the 13. Uh, I kept my marathon bib, so I was like, all right, we'll go. And when it when it comes to break off, we'll see how I'm feeling. And I was already on the struggle bus uh, at, at like mile six or whatever it broke off. So I, I just did the half. We did finish, finished, you know in a time that I can at least live with considering that I've been limping around for the last four days since then. But, uh, 
on to the next one, you know? That is unfortunate. I saw you posted a picture in the morning, and I'm not going to lie. I was like, wow, he must have been cooking on that marathon. He must have got that done that done quick. Well, what was the time for the half? Time for the half was uh, 2.30, something like oh, that. That's, so, so, that's great. right there. So I mean, you uh, finished. That's... Finished, and I'm I'm fine being under under the two thirty mark. Given are you going to go back walk. to the marathon? Well, are you going to try and do oh, the marathon yeah. again? Oh, okay. the marathon's going to happen. We're going to. I'm taking a, a full week of doing nothing this week. Try and uh, get my body to to be a little bit better because uh, I don't really know what happened. Like my my body just sort of started started really shit in the bed. <laughs> frankly, the week before. Sometimes it does, uh, man. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So the foot was killing me. And then that led to my ankles and knees overcompensating and just my entire lower body being in trash form. So we're going to, we're going to heal up and then we're going to find the next one to target. Um, now, now it's like you got to feel what it's like for a fighter to go through like a full camp and then week of have to pull out of a fight due to an injury. It, almost exactly the same. That's You got, you that's got a little taste exactly of it. it. I, I now know the life uh, but we're going to get back on the horse, uh, since I'm still in like the cardio condition, obviously like I can, I can run 26 miles from a wind standpoint. Uh, I won't have to do like a, at least I'm hoping I don't need to do like a full build. So maybe we can maybe get back on the horse for, for something in a couple of months. I just got to look around and see what, what's out there. You know, I'm looking forward to it. I, I I'm looking forward to you crossing the marathon finish line, uh, conquering, the foe that is the marathon. I did my one. That was my David versus Goliath moment. I'll never do another one. Thank you very much. Speaking of uh, back on the horse, that we are. Back-to-back back winning weeks, baby. Back-to-back back winning weeks. We're starting to feel good. Got a few units back in the green on a Saturday. A couple Bellator hits, a couple UFC hits, a couple boxing hits. Feeling nice. How did we do, my friend? Finished up exactly one unit. So, oh, it's that's a, one a unit win closer is a to win. the green, baby. That's one huge. Un- fan I, of I was thinking mix. of you. I was thinking of you when Javante uh, Davis landed that body shot. I was like seven to twelve oh, plus two twenty. That that was it. That was uh, I, I was behind until then, and I was I was watching that on my phone uh, because Saturday night post race, I was uh, coming back from dinner with my family and I was in the back seat. And so I pulled that up on my phone to watch it. And I was like, all right, now we're getting into the good rounds time. Like the early, when he dropped him early, I was like, oh my goodness, dude, I had the over five and a half. I had the over five and a half alt line. I was shocked at how much I had to sweat that. I was like, tank will start slow. Ryan will like pour it on a little bit, but he won't have that much success. You know, we'll, we'll breeze to the five and a half. It was like one of those, like, all right, guys, just a minute and a half left. We got this. Like, we just got to get there. And it barely got there. It like barely got there. Yeah. So much more stressful than I would have thought. Uh, but then as soon as we got into the later rounds, like, okay, now's the time. Let's, let's see it happen. And I didn't even see the body shot happen. Like it just, neither did I certainly didn't catch into like the third replay. It was like, Oh, you really popped him in the liver, but that was a, a big win. Couple of a uh, couple of big payoffs, patchy mix, patchy doing mix. the Lord's work, the Lord's work, man. I, I got him at a nice number and I'm not going to lie. Talk about not seeing the body shot happen. I was out, uh, at a bar and they, Obviously didn't have Bellator on TV. They though I credit to this bar, they did have UFC and they did have the boxing fight, which was great. But I had Patchy Mix on my phone and someone said something to me as the knockout happened. And I turned and said something to him, turned back, Patchy Mix is celebrating. I'm like, oh my God, what happened? Like a, a knockout that early was one of the last things I was expecting. Uh yeah, it did not see that one coming at all, but it was just all, it was all good, man. It was a up and down weekend as far as overall bets, but the profit is the profit, baby. And, and, and you know and, what and I we did? We keep rolling on. Last week I was like, I, I'm not doubling, not doubling up. I'm not taking a money line and an over under. I did that. Uh, and what did it do? I lost both sides. I had Brad Tavares and then I also had the over one and a half lost both mm-hmm. of them. Like it's, it's a lesson that just like, the gambling gods try to teach it to me every week. They're like, stop doubling up on money line and, and, and over-unders. Just take one. Like, just choose one. Uh, you're going to learn eventually. We're just going to make you miss both until you learn the lesson. So, uh, another attempt at a lesson learned. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm with you because 
I said that we should stop doing this. And yet this week, I'm doubling up on a bunch of these oh, fights. Oh, baby. <laughs> so we're going to have some fun for this card that is otherwise not that interesting. Uh, lacks a lot of interest. I, I will certainly say that. Beyond the main event, it's, uh, it's main a event's tough good, man. good quality fight. Make no mistake about that. But tough hang elsewhere on this. Let's get into it. UFC Vegas 72, UFC Apex 72. We are back in the friendly confines of the UFC Apex. No fans allowed unless you're paying heavy VIP prices. We will start the main event. Don't want, bout. Don't want fans. fans. Don't need bad. them. Don't need them. It makes it so much less cool when there are fans in attendance. Main event, pushed from the co-main last week. Bantamweight bout. Song Yadong taking on Ricky Simone right now. Looked like it was going Ricky Simone way. Now it's coming back. Song Yadong. I mean, it's basically a pick 'em at this point. Ricky Simone minus 120. Song Yadong plus 100. Over under set at four and a half. Under minus 140. Over plus 110. How do we feel on this main event? Well, I, I will say that that line changed as you were speaking. I've got Ricky Whoa. Simone at oh. minus 115. <laughs> yeah. I, Literally, yes, as you I'm were just saying, now it, saying, the number it. changed. I mean, so. Maybe DraftKings is listening in and they heard that, like, maybe I'm leaning Simone by the inflection of my tone. They were like, got to change the line, got to change the line. That's, that's, you know, they're just getting ahead. Uh, I am leaning Ricky Simone in this. So uh, I, I got him at the price of minus 120. A bit surprised to see the action has been coming in on, on song as consistently as it has. As that number, I really felt that Ricky would be the one who would be getting pushed here. Um, but I just like him in this fight. I think this fight's going to be incredibly fun. I won't be super shocked if song can win this just because he's, su- he's super young. He's getting better He's all beast. the time. But for me, I think Ricky Simone is is kind of hitting his career peak right now. He's got the wrestling advantage. That's going to be huge for him here. Song Yidong is a good defensive wrestler, but Ricky Simone is is so explosive, so athletic. That athleticism is thing I say all the time. Athleticism cheat code in this sport. Go watch Ricky Simone fight Jack Shore. Jack Shore, who is a good fighter. Looks like he is playing a different sport in there. Ricky Simone is moving at 1.5x speed compared to him, and he simply can't keep up. I think Song Yadong is a bit better of an athlete, but I still think the wrestling, uh, the pace that the Ricky Simone is going to put on him with that grappling is going to be enough to to win over five rounds. But I'm interested to see what five rounds looks like for these guys. You know, I mean, Dude. we haven't haven't seen it. Uh, I know Song was was set to go five against uh, Corey Sandhagen, but obviously didn't quite make that. But be interested to see how that looks. Uh, I think Song has some five round experience in his pre UFC days, but you know maybe this fight gets into the deeper waters. Boys get tired could be different. But I'm back in Ricky Simone straight, and also uh, the first of my double ups. I'm taking a half a half unit wager on Simone by decision. Just because Song Yadong's super durable. He's been stopped twice in his career, once at Featherweight, the other one, the aforementioned Corey Santagan, which was a doctor stoppage. He was ready to go out there and just keep doing the damn thing. Uh, Ricky Simone, half of his career wins are by decision. I think this probably does go late, go to the card. So I'm taking a half unit shot on Simone by decision at plus 240. I love that you said that. First things first, the Ricky Simone Jack Shore fight, I was in attendance in person for that, and it was like astonishing. I was dumbfounded at how good Ricky Simone looked in that fight. Unbelievable. At one one point, he like body slams Jack Shore, like fully picks him up and body slams him, and like they have the canvas mic'd, and it just echoed through the whole stadium. And at that moment, I was like, I'm probably going to lose this bet. Like, I bet on Jack Shore. I was like, this this is not look good. Ricky Simone is kind of just doing what he wants to. I lean Ricky Simone, but what I'm going to do is not double up. I, I am going to try and stay away from doubling up. You mentioned that you think this fight is going to go long. I actually agree with that. Over two and a half, I grabbed it at minus 150. Um, still there at at a few books. I get that they have finishing abilities, Song Yidong, especially with that knockout power. Does a, a quick aside, does it worry you at all that the one time that Ricky Simone got sent to the shadow realm by Uriah Faber, your eye favorite coaches, Song Yidong, training partners. Look, I, I don't feel, I, I, it's not something I'm like, oh, I don't have to think about that at all. But that was 
four or five years ago. Yeah. Also, just an incredibly odd outcome because it's not like Uriah Faber has ever been known as a massive one-shot artist. He was already on the downslope in some yeah, ways. Yeah, thank you. Like, like, just like kind Ricky of feels like an anomaly. Caught. Yes, like Ricky yeah. Simone got caught there. Like this, any sort of uh narrative that he might be chinny to me is is kind of crazy like he is tough as hell like and you mentioned it these guys have 50 pro fights combined between them they've only ever been finished four times like that's eight percent of the fights that that they end up getting finished and most of the times they end up winning don't love the actual statistics behind it 13 of their 22 ufc fights have gone over the two and a half uh which like isn't like the greatest number in the world but i think at this level of competition how tough these dudes are, how durable they are. I, I think it's going to get over two and a half. I think it's going to be super competitive. I think it'll be back and forth. I think Ricky's going to have moments with the wrestling. I think Song's going to have moments on the feet. Uh, I do lean, I do lean Ricky to get it done. I think both these dudes have in, like very good cardio. I think the five rounds, you know, I think it's tough to choose a side on, on who benefits who there. Um, but I think it's going to be a fantastic fight. Uh, I think, I think both these dudes have championship potential in them. Uh, I mean, for sure. Song's so, so, so young. 25. He's like, what, 25? 25 years yeah, old. He's, he's nothing. Um, Ricky Simone, a little older. If he's going to make a run, he's got to make it now. I do think he has the talent and potential to fight for a title, uh, but it's it's Bantamweight. Anything can happen. He can get caught again in this fight or by any of the other dudes in the Shark Tank. So if if I'm saying who do I think is more likely to fight for a title one day, it's Song because he's so young and he's so talented already. But both of these guys have have a world of of ability, and so it's a great fight. I'm really excited for it. This is this is the fight that should be the main event. I'm glad we're getting five rounds, even on the short notice push here. Very excited about this one. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a fantastic one. I have no worries of either of these guys not being in any sort of shape to take five rounds. These guys consummate professionals seems like they you know stay ready so you don't have to get ready so i'm leaning simone you're betting simone we both like it to go a little bit longer and that is the main event at ufc i may take uh obviously we're doing this on tuesday so we don't have the dk like over one and a half the the seaberg special yeah i may try and cook up some sort of a parlay with the over one and a half in this because Looks like it. It's gonna be out around minus two seventy based on some of the other places with that in play. All right. So if you change from like how I said, thirteen of their twenty-two UFC fights have gone over the two and a half. Mm-hmm. If you change it to the one and a half, you are going to add it, instead of thirteen. It becomes. Not that different, actually. It just becomes 15. Oh, oh. Yeah. I actually thought I was about to drop some crazy knowledge there. Uh, yeah, it only so becomes... So I. I was excited. Yeah. I was like, I, yeah. I really thought I was about to drop some crazy knowledge there. Yeah, it uh, it only becomes 15. Yeah, they, they have quite a few first-round finishes between them, though. I, I would be very surprised. Three first-round finishes between them. I would be surprised if that's when this one ended. Well, uh, I think I'm going to cook up a, a Seabark's Parlay special. As, as we go here, uh, certainly as, as the lines drop for DK. But for the time being, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on to the co-main event of the evening. Kyle Barajo taking on Mikhail Oleksiejczyk. They call him co-main event Kyle Barajo, Connor Burks. That's what they call him. That's what they call him. Did you see him tweeting at Ricky Simone and Song Dong being like jokingly, but he's just like, you guys took my main event spot. It was like, you would never. Yes. Yeah. No, this is a this little is bit where longer you live. Like, this is yes. who you are. How many co-main events does he have? This is his third in four <laughs> UFC fights. That's right. Four UFC fights, three of them will be co-mains. You got to love it. You got to love it. And the only time that he wasn't is when he was on 280. Like, I mean, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think like this is a pretty good matchup for him as well. Like if he can avoid the power, like if you watch Oleksiejczyk, Dude is just throwing caution to the wind. Go back and watch his Sam Alvey fight. I don't know if it was because he was fighting Sam Alvey, but he was just like, you're going out, dude. Like, you're not going to stand and trade with me. I'm putting you out. He was throwing the biggest shots I have ever seen in my life. Just like the most telegraphed, like fully bringing his arm, like throwing everything into it. If Gaio can avoid that power, 
he's going to be able to get him to the ground and and he's going to be able to rack up big time control time. Uh, Mikhail, 43% takedown defense, three of his five losses by submission. His weakness is Kyle's strength. Um, now, here's the question, because I do think Bralo gets it done. Does he get it done racking up 12 minutes of control time and like going for like 18 submission attempts and not getting it? Or does he actually get the sub? I feel like every time he fights, I bet on him by sub and I always lose. And it's like only plus 125 this week. So like I couldn't get around to that. But I, I think Barolo wins here. So I'm uh, I'm with you. I feel like, honestly, um, I'm about to talk out of both sides of my mouth here because I'm an idiot. Sure, sure. I actually feel like these odds are maybe a little wide for, for Baraglio just because Oleg Sajic has looked pretty good since coming down to 185, you know? Um, and Baraglio is still a bit untested. I do think the style matchup, like you said, massively favors him. I mean, Oleg Sajic is not a great takedown defender. Baraglio, a very good grappler. Plus as we mentioned, is a co-main event. This man cannot be defeated in the co-main events. So a, a lot of that um, really builds for him. Also, you know, I love gimmicks. He's been dominating Eastern European fighters. You know, Russia, Armenia, Uzbekistan, has three wins. Now he's getting Poland in there. Well, he's just moving his way across the continent in dominance. That's what Kyle Braglia is doing. I'm picking him to win and putting him in a parlay. I want to talk about that parlay when I get to the second leg because I have a very specific parlay about him. But I am also going to take a half-unit shot on the buy-sub prop this time. I wish the price was a little better, like you said, because, again, he should. it feels like he should be getting more submissions than he is. Instead, he's racking up control time. But he is a very good grappler. He is going to get those takedowns. Oleg Sejcik has been submitted in three of his five losses. And more importantly, Oleg Sejic, not a bad grappler, but like you said, he's a guy who's throwing out offense. He is going to be scrambling, trying to make things happen. That, to me, feels like it's going to open up the opportunity for Baraglia to finally get his first submission. Maybe he's a little pissed off that his main event got taken from him. He takes it out on Mikhail Oleg Sejic, finally gets that finish and can become main event Kyle Baraglia. But I'm, I'm going to take a half-unit shot on the sub-prop. So I just want to add a little something to this. You said three co-main events in UFC. Mm -hmm. Before he got to the UFC, he was in four more co-main events. He's so co-main event Kyle. In 14 fights, seven of them have been co-main events. Bad news is he did lose one. The first time he was in the co-main co event, he, he lost. Was that Wojciech? Uh Carvalho. Carvalho. Oh, okay. Uh, his only think, loss uh, was actually in a comment event. I, I wish he was seven and zero in comment. Oh, that's event. his second fight, though. That's yeah, yeah. Fine. one one was also a no contest. Uh, I'm just gonna assume he won that one, and you know they tried to do our guy Coman wrong there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, CMC as we call him, Coman Kyle. <laughs> Mm -hmm. think yeah, he's gonna I mean, come through it. for us uh, yeah, I mean, he's plus plus one twenty on the sub prop. Like the guy only has three submission wins. Yeah, but he is a good grappler. So yeah, I, I agree. But like, I'm, plus one twenty. Like, like yeah. all right. So, Pete Rodriguez is off the card now. Mm -hmm. I bet Pete Rodriguez by KO because he literally only ever wins by KO if he wins, and that was plus five hundred. Like, it's just like you got to give me like a big gap there, like minus one twenty. Come on, man. or plus one twenty. I'm sorry. Yes, but it's also he's a minus three. 50 or whatever. That is true. So, so you're, you're getting the gap there, even though I think that's not a, I'm not saying that it's a good bet. Uh, I just kind of vibed this one. I was like, I think he's going to tap him. Let's go for it. I mean, if I'm being totally honest, if you, if I was picking a, a, a winner and a method, I would also be going with, yeah, he's probably going to tap him out. Oh, Boom. say check KO plus 525. <laughs> that's not bad. I mean, particularly say check like, is over, th over plus 300 on a few books. See, if I saw him at 300, I might have been talked out of my idiot gimmick parlay, which Kyle Barrio is a centerpiece of. Because plus 300 feels vi viable, but also, I mean, plus five, whatever you said, 50, 525. Not bad. The over-under on this fight is like one and a half, and it's like close to even money. So the Vegas believes there's a finish coming. Obviously, it believes more that Barrio is getting the sub, but... I'm saying, I'm saying two and a half minus 165. 
Oh, yeah, so they they, mo- they moved it because earlier today uh, the over under was one and a half, and it was like plus one twenty on the under or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm seeing on some books plus one hundred five on on the under. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean maybe there will be a finish in this one. Uh, Comain Kyle, I think he gets it done though. I will also be parlaying him up. Okay, love that, love that energy. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down, and new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, and I'll tell you who I'm parlaying him with. And then I have one more parlay leg that I need a second. I need a I need a hand in hand to go with that I'm hoping you can give to me at some point. You don't want um, the Seaberg special, the the Simone song over one and a half? I know. I, I thought about that, but then I'm going over one and a half and over two and a half. So if there's a, a finish in the first seven and a half minutes, I'm I'm sitting there holding my head. Look at you trying to be a responsible young man. I'm I appreciate trying that to, man. You. Trying to. I mean that that Tavares loss. I was just like Wow. If I had just not made one of those bets, I would feel a lot better right now. <laughs> I didn't watch almost any of the the fight night last week uh, live because I was uh, at dinner with my family. So I got to see uh, the Wells Simmels burger and then I went off to dinner. And so I missed it all and came back was like, this can't be real. Brad Tavares, <laughs> this was supposed to be a lock. I felt Here, so good about this one. Here's what I'll say. If you didn't stop the Jeremiah Wells fight, you shouldn't have stopped the Brad Tavares one. That, that is my my firm thoughts on that. Like Jeremiah Wells was flash KO'd, did not know where he was, was like desperately trying to figure it out, and then like got his bearings. Brad Tavares like got knocked down and was immediately trying to scramble and get back up, and and they called it. Like also the first fight of the night, Brady High Stand, like. <laughs> If you're going to call that fight, like you, you also should have called the Semmelsberger one. Like there was some of those stoppages were were dicey, dicey last week. I, I wish they had just stayed consistent with them. It was there was a lot of fun going on last week. Uh, but yeah, where are we at for? I believe we're leading into trying to keep us moving for time. Soon. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep Adolfo it Vieira, Cody Brundage. It sounds like you're parlaying up Mr. Vieira with Kyle Barrio. Is that true? Not. Vieira, the under two and a half, minus 275. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to take fight doesn't go to a decision, but it was like minus 375, and for two and a half minutes, I can I can drop it by almost 100 points. I'm going to do that, especially when almost all of their 
wins or losses. Brundage, nine of his 11 fights under the two and a half, seven first round finishes. Vieira, eight of his 10 fights under the two and a half, five ending in the first round. I think Vieira chokes him out in the first round or Vieira gasses out and and Brundage finishes him. I, I, I like the under here. I don't hate it. Um, I can't figure out. I sort of feel like I want to be betting Vieira in a parlay, but then I'm just not all the way sold on it because the gassing could be a thing. I mean, Cody Brundage is not a very good striker. Vieira is not a, is not good, but he's competent. Like he, he's very rote, very mechanical, but he's, he at least knows somewhat what to do. He's obviously got major grappling advantage. Cody Brundage relies so much on his wrestling. Can he do that? Or is he forced to just wrestle in reverse? And even if so, is that a good look for him in this fight? Just so many variables I don't feel confident in uh, that I, I don't have any action down for this fight, but I'm leaning Vieira to get the win. Uh, but I, again, I just can't really, I don't really feel like I have a great read here. Yeah. Uh, in terms of a side, I, I really don't know who it was. I mean, there was one point where Vieira was like minus 300. I had no interest at that point. Yeah. So it's, it's very pricey, particularly when you know there's a possibility that he gasses out within six minutes. That he gasses out and like Cody Brundage is a, a, he is an opportunistic fighter. Like he will, in my opinion, capitalize on that. Um, but if this ever goes to the floor, he's in such a war. Like, oh, look, Sachuk reversed Brundage and bashed his brains in. So if, if this hits the mat at all, Vera really has a great chance to get him out of there. It's just a tough one for me to feel great about either side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want me to be honest? I, I think it's going to hit the mat and I think Vieira is probably going to finish him. I mean, like, I know he went over against Chris Curtis, but Chris Curtis has insane really, takedown defense. Really good at defending takedowns. Like, I mean, in every one of his fights prior to that, he he landed a takedown. I mean, it, the Stolfus fight, three takedowns. The Hernandez fight, four takedowns. The Safarov fight, two takedowns. The Oscar Picota fight, three takedowns. Like, I think I think he's going to be able to get this to the mat. And like, like you said, Brunich relies on that wrestling, dude. He averages over three takedowns per 15 minutes. Like, I think it's going to go to the mat, and I think Vieira is going to get him out of there. I think that that's where I'm at, but not enough to bet on it. So no bet for me, and uh, you're on the under for your parlay. Under for the parlay, under two and a half, alt under. Let's keep it rolling. Featherweight bout, Julian Arosa taking on Fernando Padilla. Right now you can have Juicy J for minus... 150 Padilla coming back plus 130. Any thoughts on this one? I am like you with the last one. I have no action here. Uh, Julian Arosa kind of like my my kryptonite, I guess. These these last few fights, I was on Dawadu when he fought him. He just pieced him up. Then I was on him against Caceres. He lost that in the first round. Don't really know what to make of him. He's going against the debutante. I, I just stayed away. He's a tough guy to to know what to do with because uh, I, when I was doing the research, I I realized he has only been a favorite twice. He has eleven UFC bouts and he has been the underdog in nine of them. And wow. so it, I mean, he he is paying off money for him. If you are banking on him every time, because many, he's what's he's his record winning a bunch of fights uh, as a favorite. I have no idea. I don't I don't remember. I, I know he's up. at least zero and one. I, he, I think he's one and one as a favorite. I think he's one and one as a favorite, um, which means you know nine fights. He's got several underdog wins. He, he's paying money for you if you're betting him as an underdog. He is a favorite in this fight. Uh, and Padilla, young kid making his debut, uh, young Mexican kid making his debut. Is he the next Daniel Zellhuber? Who can say? You know, we we both ate one on the Zellhuber thing. You know, and so I said. I'm gonna let the, I'm gonna let the fates decide. I'm gonna let the Let's future go. decide. It is this week's Chat GPT bet. A quick recap: Last week, Chat GPT delivered. We got the win with Norma Dumont. Didn't totally have the right read on that fight. Uh, it got a little confused. There was uh, a late surge by one fighter in the third round. A knockdown, just the wrong fighter. But we still cashed the Norma Dumont ticket. Chat GPT experiment two and two. We're down a third of a unit. So we win this one. We get in the black. ChatGPT has a has a definitive side in this one, Connor. 
As the round progressed, Padilla managed to close the distance and secure a takedown. Orosa's quick to scramble to his feet. Padilla's relentless in his pursuit of the takedown. The two fighters trade positions on the ground with Orosa showing off submission defense. Padilla was determined to impose his will. In the, the second round began much like the first, with Orosa using his range to keep Padilla at bay. However, Padilla was not discouraged, continued to press forward, looking for an opening. As the round went on, Orosa began to tire, and Padilla saw his chance with a lightning-fast combination. Padilla caught Orosa off guard, landed a devastating blow that sent Orosa crashing to the canvas. Padilla pounced on his opponent, raining down punches until the referee stepped in to stop the fight. And so this week, the chat GPT bet is Fernando Padilla plus 130 as an underdog. And I'm also taking just a little baby sprinkle on Padilla by round two TKO just to see if we can hit one of those. All right. That's at plus a thousand, by the way. Wow. 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 Round two KO. Round two KO plus a thousand, just a little tenth of a nothing bet on it. And then, you know, Padilla straight underdog plus 130. I love it. I love it. Uh, ChatGPT has been good to you so far. I'm waiting for it to get the exact. I'm waiting for it to get the exact. That Anybody be, can pick a fight winner. That'll be the you're, best day. You're either one side or you're, or you're either the right side or you're the wrong side. I need it to get the exact. It's, it's on me. I still have to figure out the right inputs to te- to get the AI to deliver. So we're, we're going to continue tweaking. We're going to at least do 10 of these. We got to at least get to 10, have a real sample size to know what we're doing. Uh, But yeah, very excited. You know what else I'm excited about, Connor? What's that? This is an event for for your boy. Yeah. Because we've got the chat cheap. Oh, wait, what's the the next fight order? Waldo Cortez Acosta, Marcos Rogero, Lima, and then Martin Boudet. This section is where your boy is cooking. Because up next, we've got not one, but two Count them two heavyweight bouts, Connor Burks. I'm so excited. All right, let's kick it off. Waldo Cortez Acosta taking on Mar- Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Uh, is this the most names in a UFC bout? Uh, a in lot UFC of names. History? A lot of names going on. Uh, right now, Marcos Rogerio de Lima, minus 165, I believe, minus 180. And uh, well, Waldo Cortez Acosta coming back, plus 155. Seems like a lot of people are on uh, Marcos Rogerio de Lima this week. 37 years old. I, I don't know. I don't know. This is this this card is there's there's a number of stay away spots for me. Um if, if you want me to be totally honest, what I really thought of, what I really looked at was Salsa Boy, Waldo Cortez Acosta by decision, plus four fifty. Uh I mean he the Lima really Man only ever wins gets decisions. Wins decisions. The Lima really only ever gets subbed. He, he's only been knocked out once. I, I don't see Cortez Acosta finishing him here. That if I was going to do anything, that's what I would do. Um, I mean, you we're 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 fastly, quickly approaching Marcos Rogerio de Lima minus two hundred. My that feels um, somewhat insane for Marcos Rogerio de Lima to be that big of a favorite. Uh, I don't didn't even look at it, but I don't hate that uh, a sprinkle on the the uh, salsa boy by decision. That's a pretty good price. I might maybe I'll throw in a quarter unit on it just just to have fun because you know what I'm doing, Connor. It's a heavyweight bout, but I've got oh, yeah. questions because I don't have a bet on this fight at this moment. I would or I will be taking the over. Currently, the over two and a half is at minus 145. I'm going to say that again in case you didn't hear it. The over two and a half is minus 145. Marcos Rogerio de Lima has for only this hit, fight. For this fight, it's minus 145. That is a. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It might be over one and a half. I think it's, it's over one, one and a half. half. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is over one and a half. Sorry. But in 15 UFC fights, Marcos Rogerio de Lima has only gone over one and a half three times. Wow. This man, look, on the other side, Walter Cortez Acosta, he is the heavyweight over king. We stand our, our salsa boy guy. He is always not fighting for our money. Rogerio de Lima, this man gets the business done quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I did not know that. 12 of his 15 UFC fights under one and a half. Under one and a half in 12 of his 15 UFC Christ. fights. That is, uh, Killer be a, killed. It is a con- 
it's a very, very concerning number. And so I wanted to talk to you about this, about not really the next fight so much, though, maybe, but really it's this fight and uh, our, our other issue, you know, flyweight unders, because we're going to get ahead of ourselves a little bit. Cody Durden, Charles Johnson. So flyweight fight, the, the under two and a half. It's a nightmare. It's a it's, nightmare flyweight under fight. You want me to just be totally honest? It's it's a it's a nightmare. Because this is my question, Connor, because that's a nightmare. I did the I pulled the stats, right? I went and looked back. Heavyweight overs, successful bet this year. Six and five up a unit right now. Flyweight unders, <laughs> they're just the best bet in sports. Nine and five up almost five units if you're just betting one unit on each of them. Uh that does even better if we take out uh, was it the Ode Osborne fight uh, where he mi- missed weight? Charles and Johnson so, and Ode Osborne missed yeah. weight. Road so to UFC. If you're not counting that because they weren't official flyweight bouts, we it gets do have even to count better. it though because we did we did win get more. the bet in. So I have it calculated, and I'm just throwing it out there yeah. for, so, for the listeners. But I need to talk to you about that fight because this Durden Johnson fight. Are we committed to the flyweight unders on it? Yeah, I'm not going to quit now. I took a plus 185, threw a half unit on it, uh, or 0.55 just to just to get a unit back. This is this is when when true flyweight unders, the the believers in the gospel, the faith gets tested. This is the week that the faith gets tested. Um, yeah, like it's. Uh, I mean, if Cody Durden half his fights ended in the first round. Charles Johnson has a first round finish, albeit over Jimmy Flick. Ten fights in the UFC for them. Four have ended in the first round. Like it's possible. It, it is like, possible. It's just like, how do I see this fight going down? Cody Durden wrestles, has some success. Charles Johnson finds his way back up. They throw on the feet. There really isn't much power getting thrown around. Round one ends. Round two ends. Rinse, repeat. Rinse, repeat. Decision, 29-28, Johnson, 29-28, Durden, 29-28, Fear Winner by Split Decision, flip your coin and decide. Yeah. So that's exactly how I feel. And as I was looking this over, I was like, well, you know, we had talked about Muhammad Makayev just being enemy of the state and maybe he, maybe he is exempt from it. I didn't really know the rules were going at. I'm going to, I'm, I am a true believer. I'm right here with you. I'm riding the under two and a half dirt and Johnson then. But if we were going to say, we're going to take this one off, then I also would take the heavyweight over on Rogério Tolima Walt. Waldo Cortez yeah, that's Acosta. A, that's a jarring off. stat. I'm definitely not taking Waldo Cortez Acosta by decision anymore. It's it's very jarring. It's very, very jarring. Um, I will still be sticking with it, staying true to it, because uh it's the most electric bet in sports, and that's what we'll be going. So I am on the over one and a half here at minus. Who Collier. Collier, how you feeling? I'm also taking the over. Uh this one is the two and a half. Was, uh my notes were conflating the the two fights. It's over two and a half. Collier's hit over two and a half in six of his 12 UFC bouts. Boudet is... I mean, that's actually such a beautiful stat that it's six of the 12 because I was just about to say, you just have like... Jay Collier is either looking to get out of there in the first round, make it a quick night at the office, or he's down to just throw shots out there the for 15 minutes. Yeah, fortunately against Marvin Boudet, not entirely sure that that's how this will go. He's one and two on the over, but one of those was uh, the Chris Barnett um, technical decision that they stopped the fight early because of an illegal blow. So taking the over, uh, feel feel much better about over two and a half, a much more interesting and, and fun heavyweight over here. It's at minus 135. But I also have one more bet on this one, Connor. <laughs> Tell me. I, I mentioned earlier that I have a, a dumb parlay, an, an, an idiot parlay, and it's it's this one because Martin Bidet, this man, the last time this man fought, uh, not the last time, two times before, he fought Chris Barnett. He yeah. fought Chris Barnett at the some fight night in Vegas in 2022. Oh, I, I remember. I remember it. which one it is. Oh, I remember. I remember this event because something that I think has never happened before happened and may never happen again. We got two technical decisions on the one fight, on the one fight card. Wow. Warren Boudet gets a technical decision against Chris Barnett. Fight gets stopped in the third round due to an illegal blow, wins the decision. 
later on that evening, Connor. Yes, yes. In the co-main event of that evening, Kyle Borraglio also wins a technical decision after a foul on Godzio, uh, Omar Godziev results in the bout being stopped, going to the cards. Kyle Borraglio wins a tech decision there. Those two men won tech decisions on the same card, and now they're fighting on the same card again. You know I love a gimmick parlay. There's no way I'm not parlaying them together. So I've parlayed Boralio and Boudet together for the Cheaters Win Technical Decisions Parlay. Pays out a plus 151. I'm so excited about it. Wow. The Cheaters Win Technical Decisions. So you are drawing the line in the sand. You are confirming they are cheaters. I mean, they committed fouls that did not get punished and were in fact they were directly benefited from. <laughs> man, this was a uh, man. What a flashback! I'm looking at the card right now. It's been a year. This was an Andre Fialho was just the talk of the town. Like this was this was when Fialho went like you know toe to toe, hung tough with Michelle Pereira, and then beat Cameron Van Camp and my Miguel Baeza. Wow. Yeah, it was. Sport can uh, change back, fast. Sport can change ba- fast. Back when we, back when we believed in the. Man. And uh, yeah. yeah, just an, that's an, uh, a super weird card. But in Luke both Muhammad, I I definitely lost on the main event. Oh yeah, by for betting sure. uh, against Bilal Muhammad. I'm sure I'll do the same next week for UFC 288. Uh, but yeah, that yeah. Was, that so that was kind of uh, the heavyweights wrapped in a bow, and also the flyweight bout between Charles Johnson and Cody Durden. I mentioned though how I kind of thought this fight was going to go, and for that reason. Took a little point spread action. Cody Durden Ooh. plus three and a half points, minus 150. Okay. Um, Charles Johnson would have only covered that once in his UFC career. Matter of fact, eight career decisions, four of them are via split. Um, notorious close fighter. And I imagine that this one is going to be close as well. I am confident Cody Durden can win one round, clearly to the judges. Boom. Uh, what do we have for a fight wins by split decision number? I love the eight. I love the four and eight. That is a, uh, that's a good stat. Yeah. So the way I see it is this goes to a decision and Cody Durden covers that number and I win a little bit or one of them gets a finish and I also win a little bit. So yeah, I'm trying to find a win-win here. Yeah, uh, no, it's I, almost like a hedge I, I, against the the flyweight under, though. The flyweight under is going to hit. Don't hate, don't hate the bet. Uh, I made Durden finish would be sick. Split decision. Durden, Durden. I mean, Durden would be, finish would be that sick. That would be I, that's the needle perfectly for all of us. Atlanta fighting I mean, out of Atlanta. Got to support gotta our Atlanta guys. Gotta gotta support our boys. All right, that's that. We keep it rolling uh, as we are in hot pursuit of the. Shortest No Bets Barred episode ever. Four fights to go. I don't know if we're going to make it. Uh, Next up, welterweight bout. Short notice, Josh Quinlan taking on Trey Waters. Trey Waters currently the welterweight champion in LFA. He uh, grabbed that title just two weeks ago. Not available at all the books right now, but uh, Josh Quinlan minus 180. Trey Waters coming back plus 155. I went back and watched the Trey Waters. I mean, it was a viral knockout. I saw it when it happened. I mean, it was literally 11 days ago at this point as as of recording. Now he's on, on one week short notice. He was definitely losing that fight to Jalen Fuller uh, just out of sheer inactivity. He really wasn't doing much. I mean, he was just kind of fighting with his hands in his pockets. Um, got hit a decent amount. Got rocked bad at one point, uh, but obviously does get the knockout win. Went back and watched the Contender Series fight. Much more active in that one, obviously against Gabriel Bonfim, who we now know is a beast. Um, still, though, like he gets hit and he's going up against the juice man himself in Josh Quinlan. And another thing is, he's taking this on one week's notice after just fighting two weeks ago, swelling of the eye, black eye, everything like that. He is also gigantic for 170. It's, it's, an, it's astounding that he even makes it down to welterweight. He's 6'5 fighting at welterweight. The fact that he's going to have to cut two times over the course of three weeks, he's getting this on super short notice against uh, what I'm going to assume is going to be a fresh Josh Quinlan. I think someone's going out for sure. Like both these guys carry a ton of power. 
neither of them really ever goes to a decision. Uh, I think Josh Quinlan gets this done. I have no thoughts on this fight whatsoever, so I hope Josh, you do well. Josh Quinlan it is. Waiting for the uh, inside the distance. Take a peek at that. Uh, hopefully can get a plus money sign next to that. That would be tremendous. Uh, tough, tough ass for Dre Waters here. Let's keep it rolling. Women's bantamweight bout. We got two. We get a flyweight bout. Two heavyweight bouts and two women's bantamweight bouts. I mean, pinch me. I must be dreaming. <laughs> this is uh, designed to be the worst card in history. Two women's bantamweight bouts and two heavyweight bouts. Stephanie Egger. <laughs> Stephanie Egger takes on Irina Alexeva. Right now, you can have Stephanie Egger for minus. 305. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a Alexiva plus 255. I am not playing it straight. I took Stephanie Egger inside the distance here at plus 150. Um, I mean, Irina Alexiva uh, has fought one time in the last three years. I'm sorry. Call her by her true name, Russian yes, Ronda. Russian Ronda. Russian Ronda. Fantastic <laughs> nickname, all time. Russian Ronda sitting at four and one, um, and like just her career path, she beat three sub five hundred featherweights, women's featherweights on the local Russian scene. Then she goes and fights an oh, eight and six flyweight. I need you to say the best part of one of those wins. Uh, Tapology has it recorded as a win by. Refusal to fight. Yeah. Uh, three three minutes and 23 seconds into the first round. Uh, refusal to fight. 0-0. She finished 0-2 in her career. I mean, she's, she's fighting cans. The first three fights of her career were absolute cans. Then she goes and takes on a flyweight in December of 2019. And she loses. She loses to an 8-6 flyweight, Lilia Kazak. And I went back... I did the work so you don't have to. And I watched all 15 minutes of that fight. And she was in some bad positions it's throughout that. It's a tough that. watch. Dude, at the end of the first round, actually throughout the first round, she gets flattened out like two or three times. And then at the end of the first round, like there is a rear naked choke sunk in body triangle. I really don't know how she survived it for like 25 seconds. Uh, but alas, she did survive it. Still lost. And uh Yeah. Just didn't look great to a woman much smaller than her. Stephanie Egger fighting at her natural weight class. Seven of Egger's eight wins in her career. All of her UFC wins are by finish. She comes out looking for finishes. I think this is going to be a levels fight. Like, it's weird matchmaking. I don't really understand it. Uh, Alex Siva has fought one time in the last three years in Bellator against, like, a 7-5 and five fighter. And Did you watch that fight? It was bad, too. It was so... I'm not even sure she should have won. I'm not sure she should have won, but I'm praying that this bet hits because those 15 minutes were unbelievably boring. Yeah, it's Godspeed for you uh, for this bet. Um, does it concern you at all that this is Arena's second Stephanie in a row? I mean, she fought Stephanie no. Page and Bellator, got the no. W. I like where your head's maybe at. Maybe she's just maybe the she's Stephanie, the killer? Stephanie killer. Yeah, I like where your head's at with that. But no, I, I, I really think this is a fight. E even everyone saying like how big of a number this is for Stephanie Egger, I am under the belief, maybe I'm wrong, Russian Ronda could, could prove me dead wrong here. I think this is one that we're looking back next week and we're just like, yeah, why did they make that fight? Like that just was weird. I'm going to pick Stephanie Egger. I'm not going to bet her because... There is, I, I don't think this will happen, but it is, Stephanie Egger got tapped by Meyer Boyna Silva, which remains like the weirdest thing that's ever happened in women's MMA to me, out of nowhere. Uh, and so this, I, I can't trust her, and I will feel, if I'm holding a Stephanie Egger parlay piece ticket, and she's the parlay wrecker, I will feel so stupid on Sunday morning. I just can't do that to myself. But uh, yeah, Silva does have does have quite a few submissions on her record. I know, but Stephanie Egger like grappled Gabby Garcia and didn't get finished. To my boy, and Silva tapped it was her weird. It off was her weird. back with like a white belt armbar. It was insane. I will say, I'm not playing Stephanie Egger straight. Taking the plus one fifty, I think she gets it done here. I think that's a better 
certainly a better bet than putting her as a parlay piece. I just decided I'm good. I don't need the action. So good luck, sir. Thank you, sir. Next up, Brian Kelleher taking on Journey Newsom. You talked about Juicy J always being uh, an underdog in betting situations. I don't have the exact numbers, but Brian Kelleher, majority of the time in his UFC career has been the underdog, though he does win as a favorite. Either way, I just have no interest in betting this fight. Like, I just, I just, I like, how can I trust Journey Newsom with my money? How can I trust Brian Kelleher at, at chalk odds? I just passed. I just, that's just a lot of passes for me on this card. I see a lot of passes for you today. Uh, bear with me just one moment and I may end up editing this out because you asked a very important question. And I, I want to make sure that, because I have something written down, I want to make sure that I'm right, is right. So you just asked a question. You said, how can I trust Brian Chela- Kelleher at chalk odds? What if I told you this? He's, he's only ever lost once. Straight. Yeah, yeah. What if, he's let, only ever lost once as a favorite. Right. And that You're was... Right. Just saying, it was to Marlon Cheeto Vera. Guy's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if you know that about uh, Cheeto. Pretty good guy. Can we go back and like reminisce on the fact that Brian Keller was minus like 220 to Marlon Cheeto Vera? Yeah, that was, uh, in hindsight, that looks a little odd. <laughs> I got I to tell you. So tell me, are you on Brian Keller here? I want to tell you one more uh, statistical note that I, I took advantage of here because I am Brian Keller. I'm going to take him at Let's the go. minus 140. Okay. Journey Newsom has never beaten anyone with a win in the UFC. He is he has two wins in the UFC. One of them's no contest, but he won the fight, got overturned for something afterwards. Beat Domingo Pilarte. Uh, Domingo Pilarte. No victories inside the UFC. He's got a win over Fernie Garcia. Also, no victories inside the UFC. Uh, I'm not sure he's very good, Happy. So, Brian Kelleher, he's getting a little older, but he's still a pretty solid all-around fighter. This is a major step back for him against the Mario Batista, Umar Nurmagomedovs of the world. This is much more uh, in the Domingo Pilarte, the Kevin Kroom zone. Uh, and the man the man wins as a favorite. I do not believe Journey Newsom is the next Marlon Cheeto Vera, so I'm back in Kelleher. Minus 140. Let's go boom. I don't mind that. The more you talk, the more I uh, I don't mind that. Will I play it? I don't know. You know, it's you've you you're back on the winning track. No need to get out, no need to overexpose yourself to and potentially slow this momentum you're building. Speaking of no need to overextend. Let's get into the final fight. Another women's bantamweight bout. Haley Cowan taking on Jamie Lynn Horth. Right now, Jamie Lynn Horth continues to fall in odds. Minus 140, minus 135. Opened at Bet Online at plus 175. Has continued to drop. A lot of people on her. I'm looking at the Bet MMA Tips page. A lot of people. A lot of people that are, according to this website, pretty sharp are are on Jamie Lynn Horth here. I don't know if it's a fade of Haley Cowan, uh, but heavy line movement for Jamie Lynn Horth. I am not a, th- a thousand percent sure why. There's only two fights of tape that I could find on her. She's fought one time in the last 40 months, over three years, coming off a massive knee injury. She's up a weight class. But also Haley Cowan, I mean, I couldn't. I don't want to trust my money with her. I mean, she can't even make it to the octagon in these last few fights. Uh, another one, one of those wasn't her fault. Another one where this is just a pass for me. Just a pass. Yeah, all day. Not. I was going to say coming close. To I was going to say. I if you have a bet, considered- please tell me your edge. If you had a bet, I was going to be like, please tell me your edge. I briefly considered doing a uh, double women's bantamweight over parlay, Ooh. Uh, just I- because. In general, women's bantamweight fights tend to hit overs, uh, but that I I already have one dumb gimmick parlay. I didn't need to. Okay, so I am going to take the Quinlan Waters fight does not go to a decision when that line comes out and parlay it with something else. I'm between Cowan Lynn Horth over one and a half, which is minus 370, and Simone Song over one and a half, minus 270. Keep in mind the double overexposure there. 
Um, I would take the song, um, but I, I recognize that you're trying to limit your double exposure. So you just have to let the ancestors guide you on that one. You said song. I, I think I, I think I will end up taking that. Maybe. Cause that's, uh, as we were going through, I've got that bet. I, I want to I have that using to be used in a parlay and I couldn't find a, any other piece that I was really excited about. So I've decided Connor, as we wrap things up, I'm, I'm going to parlay this with one other bet this weekend. And it's not even a fight related bet because this weekend, Connor Burks, it's the NFL draft. I love the NFL draft. I have been aggressively consuming draft content and while I'm going to end up making a ton of unreasonable wagers on the NFL draft, one of them that I actually totally love is uh, total number of quarterbacks drafted in the first round. The over-under is at four and a half, and the over is minus 155. And good sir, I am going to be smashing that in the parlay with the over one and a half that we've created for a plus 131 bet. We're getting five quarterbacks drafted. It's the NFL. Teams love to overvalue quarterbacks. Hendon Hooker is going to go to the Vikings. It's going to be fantastic. Unless you're a Vikings fan, then it's going to suck shit. All right. There it is. Got a little that, draft talk in there as well. I'm uh, draft talk. I'm surprised. Who are I would the Falcons taking? Anybody know? I It depends. There's possible B. John Robinson, but if they're too late and they're not going to move up. So we'll see how it falls. Uh, I would have loved as we sign off, I would have loved to bet and or talk about betting the BKFC this weekend, but can't do that. Uh, as far as I can see right now. Yeah. So. I, I got no lines for it as well right now. I'm sure they're going to drop them like later in the week. They typically do. Um, who would you take by the way? Any, any, any leans here you want to give out? Oh. Cause I have no clue. Oh, for sure. I want to see what the price is on Mike Perry. Because okay. my, look, Luke Crockold's not a good boxer anyway. He's going to have some some size advantage. But Mike Perry's a dog. Mike Perry doesn't care at all. Mike Perry is going to come in and chuck him. I want to see what the price is. But I am very interested in betting Mike Perry this weekend if the number is good. Chad Mendez, Eddie Alvarez to Ben Rothwell on the card. Fantastic. The thing is, I don't really know how to bet that one, but uh, just because I, I really have no idea how to even feel about that one. But yeah, give me uh, for sure. Give me Mike Perry if that number is even sort of good. Wow. 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 Look at this. What do we got? Must see TV tomorrow afternoon on the MMA hour, Wednesday, April 26th. Mike Perry, Luke Rockhold face to face live Virtual on the show. Face to face. Look at man. It's going to be electric. Oh my goodness! I see the the opening guest tomorrow. I can't spoil yes. it here. Yes, I mean, I actually, don't spoil it. I actually I know who can it is. spoil it because this will not yes, be up. You can. The show will already be going, but the man himself. Yeah, it was a Bobby. big get. It was a big get. We were real excited to hear that. Once we got Salt Poppy confirmed, I mean, it's all downhill from here at this yeah. point. It, it, it I, doesn't. It doesn't get much better than that. Leading the show off with him is a bold strategy. It's bold. Yeah, choice. I'm about to deep dive on his socials. Huh? You know, really try and find out about the guy. See if we can get some crazy questions in there. I mean, I, I love it. I love man. it. The man. Well, you get to work on that. I'll get to work on all the other stuff that's going Sounds on. Sounds good. Clean, and green, just under an hour. That's UFC Vegas 72, the card of the century. We're back next week. One championship, Canelo Alvarez, UFC 288. It actually doesn't get much better than that. See you it next really week. Love y'all. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.